you know, happier news stories or usually have lighter news stories. And then there are the sites that are just going to give you the straightforward news. I'm going to be completely honest with you. You have to search with all of your might and all of your brain power to find news that doesn't absolutely suck. And that is just a sad reality uh, that we're living in. And I know that that is our mission statement of sorts on this show to try and distract you uh, from the from the things that that are going on in this world. And we'll attempt to do that while bringing you the news uh, sometime around two 30, we'll dig into what's going on in Afghanistan and I'll give you some more of the details. Obviously we're thinking of all the Americans that are over there that, that can't get out. And, and of course uh, the ones who passed, uh, Oh wow. It looks like this is updated right before my very eyes. Two minutes ago, 10, 10 U S Marines and soldiers killed in Kabul, Afghanistan suicide bombing. I do not know what the hell the, the, the response to this will be, uh, and I'm not sure that we're going to find out today. I am seeing reports that uh, I'm not sure uh, that we're going to be hearing from anybody in the White House or the State Department uh, quite, quite yet. Uh, this this should work as a good distraction. Uh, hello, hello, Patty. Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Hello, thank you. This is Take Back Thursday, oh, it right? Is, it is Take Back Thursday. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me set that up properly. And thank you for being on it, Patty. This is Take It Back Thursday. This is the day where you can take things back. If you said something hurtful to anybody in this room, Joey Flash is here with me, by the way. Thank you, Joey. Yeah. Joey. Yeah. Yes. Here. Maybe Joey hurt your feelings. Uh, maybe. No. no, no, not you. I not would never. You. you know, Joey wouldn't hurt you. He's, he wouldn't hurt a fly or anybody. Yeah. You can call in and you can have it taken back. Maybe somebody hurt your feelings. Drew's not here right now. So I don't know that he's going to be able to take anything back, but God forbid I hurt you. Uh, I'll, I'll attempt to take it back if, if I can, but Patty, uh, what's going on? Okay, it was, I think it might have been the first Apple a Day prom okay. or the second. Okay, I was all set to go. I got a new outfit. I got even wore pantyhose, you know, and we never wear pantyhose, high heels. Sitting there, Spanish called me the day before and said, we'll be picking you up between 5 and 7 oh, no. and um, be ready. So I'm sitting there all dressed up with no place to go. No one called me. Okay. Pat- I I never went. Patty, now now you you understand that I am a supporter of Patty. Would you say that that I that I've got your back 9 out of 10 absolutely, times? Absolutely. Absolutely. I wish Drew was there to hear this, but I have to get it well, off my Well, I, I know, but here's the thing about your scenario and about your take it back scenario. Um and it's still a pleasure to hear your voice, but nobody in this room, even if Drew was here right now, has anything to do with the fact you got stood up. So how are we supposed to be a part of taking it back if we weren't a part of the initial problem? Yeah, Mike Cal said I was crying on his show, and he said it's all due to Seth Kushner, and uh, he said that I hope he's happy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, these are these are areas in which I just don't feel comfortable uh, delving into, sure. especially well, at this I moment. It, just that I said it made me happy. You know, get it yeah. off your chest. Yeah, you know, I, never- I, I do remember that now, and I'm going back, and, and we talked, uh, I think, last week on the show about conflict and how I didn't like it. And I do remember uh, when that was going on and whatever was went along with it, that I was actually in the fetal position in the corner of the studio just hating that everybody was fighting. So uh, I'm sorry if your feelings were hurt. Uh, I don't know who at the end of the day is to blame for that, but uh, I never want you to be hurt, Patty. So just I'll take back what I can. Okay. And uh, 
Gee, how you were spending your um, after wedding nights. Are you asking me how I spent the night after my wedding? No, no. Just the whole, is it about a month? I'm not picking up what you're laying down, Patty. Okay. I'm curious as to what newlyweds do at night. You know, to watch TV. This is just a vague, oh, oh, okay. You're saying now. You're saying current day. In general. Yeah, now. Yeah. You know know what, Patty? I will tell you this. I'm not here to get sentimental right now, but I I every day am very much looking forward to going home and seeing my beautiful wife. We, we, uh, We don't necessarily do something every night. But I think we're always having fun, even if it is just watching uh, TV. But yes, usually pretty mild. Maybe dinner, maybe takeout, and then uh, and then I television. Hope someday I could meet her. I hope you can too, as well. That maybe that uh, maybe that could be a reality. Okay, thanks a lot. Love you. Bye. Yeah, love, you. love you, Patty. Love you. Ooh. She was trying to set me up, wasn't she? Uh, maybe. I don't yeah, know. those were. You know, I, I I got no answers for that. So here's my here's my thought on trying to take our mind off of the scary world. So Candyman, the movie, I believe, is going to be in theaters tomorrow. I found the original Candyman to be, and I know I was younger and times were different, and I was much more scarable. I found that to be the scariest movie. I had ever watched and I would love to get your take on not not your favorite scary movie I want to hear movies that legitimately even as an adult can scare you to the points to where you go poopy in your pants 727-579-1025 or 1-800-771-1025 because maybe it was the tie-in I think what it was was the tie-in to something you could do at home with Candyman, you could legitimately know that you could go into your bathroom and say Candyman however many times, do the spin, whatever the hell you had to do, and then maybe, just maybe, there would be the Candyman in in, in your bathroom. And I don't know if that was the, uh, the exact tie-in, but outside of that, some movies may startle you, and nowadays, a lot of movies, I think, are meant to disturb you with just over-the-top gratuitous violence and gore and things like that but when it comes to really being scared what is out there and what scares you what's your first traumatizing movie moment joey flash uh well the the furthest back i can recall was i saw the first puppet master movie when i was like probably seven years old and for i think the next three weeks to a month like the one scene that got to me was the puppet crawls up under the sheets, and he climbs up through the bed all the way up to somebody's forehead and then starts digging their brain out of a hole in the front right there. Puppet Master, I don't know. It must have just been a time thing. It must have just been, it was this specific um, place in our American history where Puppet Master, I don't even know if they came out in theaters, but I just know that they were everywhere and they were definitely very scary. Now, as a child, I understand being being scared of the puppet master because your room is full of toys and one could might just come to life and you know jab you in the throat and that is very scary but as an adult i'm looking forward to see uh seeing uh what this candy man movie is actually like i believe jordan peele wrote it who pretty much everything he does is genius uh, they're calling it a spiritual sequel 
to the horror film Candyman in 92 uh, that, that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. So I don't know. I, if I had to guess, I don't think I'm making too much of a reach by the by the verbiage there and who wrote it, that there could be some, uh, some racial undertones. I don't know how much that feeds into the storyline, but I'm prepared to... Uh, I'm prepared to be scared, hopefully. Uh, thank you for calling Drew Garabo live. Brennan, what's up, buddy? What's up? Hey, man, how are you guys doing today? Doing good. How are you, man? Fantastic. I hope everything's all right with Drew. Um, uh, I have a movie for you. It's a, it's a, it's very, I think it's a B movie, and I can't remember what uh, show the guy was on, but you'll know who Corbin Burnson is. Um, it's a movie called The Dentist, and he's an upscale dentist in Hollywood, and he catches his wife cheating, and things go radically downhill from there. Now, I'll say, I do, without seeing it, that sounds like something that could scare me because the dentist is something that everybody truly hates and can be scary. So taking, it's you know. Re- it's real. Yeah. yeah, it's real. It's not some 14-foot bear sneaking around killing people. It's, you know. Well, don't get me wrong. Bears, you know. are, bears are scary. Bears are scary, too, Brandon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the call. That's it's and this is movies, all types of movies for me. It has to be at the very least grounded in reality. So when you start getting in to things that I can't wrap my head around, there's just no way I'm going to be legitimately scared. And I understand Candyman. You say, oh well, there's some magic man that pops up, and you know it's it's witchcraft or whatever the hell it is. It's still just the the realistic starting point of being in your own bathroom in the mirror uh that that should scare you or can scare you something about your intro stood out to me when you said that makes you do to your pants because the thing that stood out to me the most about the original candy man was there was like a bathroom scene where the guy covered in bees and there's just stuff smeared on the walls everywhere And that just—I feel like that was just like the most iconic candy mix. It, it, it really is, and I, I've I've heard mixed result or uh, you know mixed reviews. I know EJ, who I like a lot, who I follow on Twitter, uh, he reviews a lot of movies. He said it was as, as scary as hell and a masterpiece. And then I saw our friend TM Powell uh, write that maybe um, you know it, it, it there were some things in there that didn't need to be in there. So I, I, I'm open to it. Uh, hey Sandy, thanks for calling Drew Garabo live. What's going on today? Oh, dude, I was just thinking of an old movie I saw when I was young, and it was called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Did you ever hear of it? I don't think – I'm confusing it with somebody. I'm confusing it with Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was a, a show on Nickelodeon that told many scary stories. What is Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? This is going back in the 70s, so that's well before Nickelodeon. Oh, wow, okay. Um, okay, yeah, I'm an oldie. Um, so this, I don't remember the whole thing except that – I think this lady's husband was out of town. She's home alone, and she's coming. And for some reason, all the lights went out. Maybe they had a power outage. She's coming down the stairs from upstairs, and she's feeling something grabbing in her feet. And somehow she has one of the old Instamatic cameras that have flash cubes. And I think you've got, like, four rounds on that flash cube. So she clicks clicks the camera to make the flash go off. And she sees the things that are grabbing at her feet, trying to pull her under the staircase. So you see it four times, flash a demon, flash a demon. You know, it just, it's maybe not real, but man, it makes you think about being in the dark. Well, I'll tell you this. So don't be afraid of the dark. And maybe you've got some uh, weekend viewing uh, this weekend Uh, was remade in 2010 with Katie Holmes. 
Uh, Guillermo del Toro remade it uh, in 2010. A young girl sent to live with her father and his new girlfriend believes that she has released creatures from a sealed ash pit in the basement of her home. That does uh, that does sound pretty scary. I I appreciate that, Sandy. I might have to check that out myself. Yeah, like I said, it's an old one. But you know, when you were just saying about wanting something in reality, as basic as this is, Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. I just uh, yeah, remember. That's very great. That's that's very great. Is uh, because you never know. The birds are everywhere, and one day, if they decide that they want to come peck our eyes out, that's on them, and it's probably possible. Well, there's the big scene where the the dead person is laying in in the room, leaning against the wall, and their eyes are just black voids because they got pecked out. It's oh. disgusting ooh, and ooh. scary. Thank you, Sadie. Yeah. I, I appreciate you. Have Thank- a good day. Thank you. One that just popped into my head that I think was my scariest movie ever for the longest time. I believe it's called When a Stranger Calls Back. There was a, an original When a Stranger Calls, but When a Stranger Calls Back, in the opening scene, it is the classic babysitter moment where the babysitter is getting all these weird calls, and I think somebody's knocking at the door needing help, and she's not getting she doesn't want to help the person and this is a spoiler but it's an old ass movie um the 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 killer the evil person is actually a ventriloquist who can throw his voice so while she thinks there's somebody who needs help at the front door that person is actually inside the house that's scary i could feel people getting scared just by saying that i, I feel it now this is i so i brought up a list I brought up a list uh, from IMDb of the 100 scariest films. And Darla, this is number yes. one on the list. Hi. Exorcist by far scared the living bejesus out of me. And that scene when her head's spinning and he's trying to exor- do his exorcism on her and throwing the holy water and the cuts in her face just turning into monstrous, scary I, I'm still disturbed about that movie. I won't watch it again. So were you, Were you? how old were you the first time you remember watching that? Uh, I'm an oldie. Uh, I was probably back, uh, I was in high school, okay. late, late 70s. Yeah, okay. yeah. I graduated in 80, so give them away my age. But I was probably 70, 78, 1978 when I saw that by myself like an idiot just said oh i'm gonna watch this and uh it, like i said scared the living hell out of me oh yeah i might have to give that a, a rewatch because that is held in such high regard and thank you darla it's held in such high regard and i don't really know much about it i don't remember anything about the exorcist i mean it's number one on this damn list but uh i get the exorcist and poltergeist mixed up and i don't know if that's it's wrong to say which is the one which is the one where there's the TV? Is that the poltergeist or the actors? That, that's poltergeist. Okay. The, the kid gets sucked into the TV and, that, and the tree tries to yeah. take them out of the house. And, and, and it's also the one with the uh, the little, I don't know if this is you know inappropriate, the little uh, larger lady who talks with the strange voice. That's, yes. the, that's the poltergeist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the poltergeist as well. Maybe it's just a generational thing. Well, it's funny you say that because one thing I was thinking of is that a lot of people may not know The Exorcist now, like a younger generation, but they would probably know the part that made fun of it in Scary Movie with yeah. James Woods. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they do the whole your mom SSC and stuff like isn't, that. Isn't it funny that there could be a whole generation that knows the parody of something without grasping what it originally was? And that's uh, Regina 
Regina King, I believe, was her name. She was in the original Scary Movie, and I didn't realize what I remembered her from. She's in that new um, uh, Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu, which I'm caught up on now and is, and is pretty awesome as well. Hey, Judy, thanks for calling Drew Garabo live. What's going on today? You. <laughs> uh, this is going to really tell my age, and I don't care because it's just an over. The scariest film I ever saw was Invaders from Mars, 1953. I didn't realize until the 80s that that film traumatized an entire generation of children. Um, The kid wakes up. His mother's acting different. She's got a weird button thing in the back of her neck. Oh, no. Uh, They go across a little bridge in the backyard. The Martians abduct them. It's so cheesy. You can see the zippers in the back of the Martians' outfit. But it terrified me. Absolutely terrified me. And I get that. And you want to know what I think touched that uh, button for me was the movie Fire in the Sky, which is even worse because it's supposedly based on a true story, and the guy passed a bunch of lie detector tests, and I've never seen Invaders from Mars, but this was done in a very real way where this guy... looking at that. What's it called? Fire in the what? Fire in the Sky. It was probably early to mid-90s. The guy's name... Thank you, Judy. The guy's name was Travis something, but I remember watching that as a somewhat young child, and you just... It's set... They set it up by telling you how true of a story is, and then just as a young kid, your brain just starts thinking, they could... They could like an alien could come down and, and get me. So I think when done well, the alien stuff can be as scary as any monster or traditional horror film. Well, that makes me think of uh, going back early and circling back to Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. The aliens in this story, the creatures remind me a lot of the creature from the airplane thing from uh, the Twilight Zone. So I had originally seen the movie first, and that one was really crazy looking. I think that was John Lithgow who oh, played wow. the, the part of the crazy yeah, man. The, the original killer. one was um, William Shatner, which everybody knows. Uh, but like that just makes you have a weird feeling about taking a window seat on an airplane. <laughs> you look out at the wing, you're like, is something going to be out there just ripping oh, stuff man. out? Can I tell you, this is a complete side note. Uh, I'm getting a lot of great tweets, and hang on line if you're there. Side note. Uh, we we flew to, up to Michigan and back, and we had layovers both ways. So we were on and off, you know, a few different planes. And I always, always, always have to have the window seat. That is just I, – I can't imagine sitting on the aisle. I definitely cannot imagine sitting in the middle. And on our last flight after the layover in Charlotte, which had been delayed multiple times uh, – we get onto the plane. I start looking down at my ticket, and my wife goes, oh, my gosh, I didn't get us our normal seats. I think you're in your own row. And then I realize not only am I in my own row, I'm in the middle seat. And you want to talk about a horror movie. You want to talk about being scared for your life. Uh, Sitting in between two strangers on an airplane in the COVID era. And it's not even about COVID. Just being being in the middle of two strangers. And I'll be honest, the guy. So I sit in the seat. And the guy on my right, he was a larger gentleman. I mean, no, you know, not too large, but he was, I'm large. We were spilling into each other's area and I'm just waiting for that, that left side seat to fill up. And I was, I was having anxiety as much as I'm humanly capable of having just thinking about who was going to fill that seat. Luckily it sat empty. My wife moved over and everything was okay. But the idea of not sitting, uh, <laughs> not sitting in, in a window seat is just very, very scary. Uh, Travis Walton is his name. Uh, Hancock VOTA on Twitter says he interviewed him. 
I'd be curious to know more about that. Uh, the homemade man, Will Koontz, checking in. Fire in the sky ruined my childhood. It really was just... And, and I don't even know if I knew how real it was then, but now knowing how real it was and that this guy passed lie detector test, he went missing and then all of a sudden popped up in, you know, far away from where he was taken, uh, just in a catatonic state. That's enough to scare you no matter how old you are, whether you hear it now or then. Uh, Allison on Twitter, Return of the Living Dead from 1985. I was six, and it scared the S out of me watching it now as an adult, and it's incredibly cheesy. Uh, another tie-in to my, uh, tie my trip when we went up to Michigan, one of the first stops we made was at the cemetery where my grandfather is buried, and it's beautiful. It is, it, I go there, and it blows my mind every time. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's one of the most peaceful places on earth, and we're sitting there, and we're kind of just walking around, and uh, I start giving Danielle, if you've seen uh, Night of the Living Dead, oh, yeah. they're, coming from you. they're coming for you, Danielle. <laughs> They're coming for you. There's something so weird about being in cemeteries. Yes. It's, it's, well, I remember it was a thing for a while for all the cool goth kids to go hang out in the cemetery yeah. and like drink next to yeah. some headstones or something you know, like that. And I'm trying to be, and I want to be, I want to be, you know, heartfelt in that moment. And it means a lot. Every time I go back there, I go to, you know, my, my grandfather's grave and we sit there for a minute or two. But just, just knowing that. And this is a morbid thought. Be prepared. There's just dead bodies all over in the ground there. And I mean, I, I mean, it's 2021 and we're just taking dead people and putting them in the ground. I don't yeah. know if we should ban that or not, but it just feels just feels like we could do something better, whether it's turn them into a tree or or something. On the other side of that, that makes me think of uh, Hard Rain with Christian Slater. Yeah. There's that scene where the, the graveyard floods and the, yeah. the coffins yeah. start popping up everywhere. Yeah, that's that's supposedly what happened with uh, Lake Lanier in uh, outside of Atlanta is they, they made that man-made lake and flooded out a bunch of towns, including uh, the cemeteries, and then the dead bodies just floated away, and that's why the ghost uh, ripping everybody ripping everybody down. Uh, hey, Gavin, thanks for joining Drew Garabo Live. What's up today? Thanks. I saw a movie, old Jeff Goldblum movie. It's got to go back to, like, the mid-'80s, and it's called Mr. Frost. And um, it's, a, it's about uh, this guy that they end up picking up, uh, and he... He, he, he won't speak to anybody. You know, he's murdered all, all these people. And then he goes into a psycho- psychiatrist and he connects with this woman. And then he, he tells her that he's the devil and that he's upset that nobody really respects him anymore because they're more worried about AIDS and cancer than about him. And some rather miraculous things happen at the, uh, at the uh, asylum that he's at. And Mr. Frost. It's, it's a very creepy, very, you know, nothing jumps out, just... Things happen, and you're like, "What?" And yeah. That? Sometimes those can be. Uh, sometimes those can those can be even scarier. Thanks, Gavin. Now I have to say, I have failed everybody listening right now by not mentioning uh, actually what I probably find to be the most terrifying movie ever, and I have no idea how it slipped my uh, brain. Shout out to at Ryder Die TB uh, and uh, Riley B. Uh, both of them mentioning Pet Cemetery One and Pet Cemetery Two. Now the second one. Definitely a little, I don't know. It just felt a little cheesier maybe, but the first pet cemetery, just you want to talk about being rooted in reality. So everybody in some form or fashion can relate to losing a pet or something bad happening. And and most people can relate to losing a loved one. And the thought of, of the cat coming back. And then what can only be described as one of the most traumatic scenes in any scary movie ever, poor little gauge 
I don't remember if he was chasing a kite or a ball, but he runs into the road and you don't need to know what happened, but it involved a very large truck and a very small child. And the father buries him in the pet cemetery. Like most, let's be honest. You can look at that and go, why are you going to bury your kid in the pet cemetery? That's what any parent would do if you, if you had the option. And I think that tie into reality is what makes it, so damn scary. How far would you go? Yeah. And then Look, <laughs> speaking of tie-ins to reality and trucks, I think one, I guess you could call it a horror movie that is transcendent, which is Final Destination 2, I think. That, and that's the truck with the logs. Yeah. Was that the, was that the second one or the first one? I think it might have been the second. Oh, was I thought that was the first. I honestly thought it was the first scene of the first Final Destination. It might have been. And you are right when you talk about transcending horror films or transcending everything because... That's a thing now. You get, you get on the highway, and, and most people, if you're in a vehicle with them, and you get behind a giant log truck, somebody in the car is going to make a reference to uh, to uh, you know Final Destination or at least feel uh, that it could come through and decapitate you. Yeah, I mean, anymore. anything. If it's carrying logs or cars, whatever, like oh, you're just going to think about that stuff flying off. That's scary. All right, let's take one more, and then we'll go to break. Hey, Tim, thanks for joining Drew Grab Live. Hey, you guys are holding it down pretty good today. Appreciate so thank that. Thank you very much for Appreciate that. that. Um, um, this movie is probably not making on any list as scary, but for me, um, the elephant man, it's just like he's deformed. And when he was inside a cage and when they're moving him, they treat him like an animal. Uh, I know if he was a person and the way he looked, it just scared the hell is out it, of me. Is it meant to be scary or is it just, is it sad? That's the sad thing about it. It's, it's meant to be sad, but it scared the hell out of me. And, that, and I still have it to this day. I still remember vividly seeing that, and it's still like, oh, my God, that, that was just scary for me. Yeah, I, sometimes it's the things that aren't meant to be scary that are probably meant to be more sad uh, that, 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 scare you, that scare you the most. Uh, we need to take a break. Please stay on the line. If you want to talk scary movies, I'd love to keep this, uh, you know, kind of distraction vibe going for a little bit. Uh, Coming up next, we will dig into what exactly happened in Afghanistan. I'll give you some more of the details if you haven't heard them yet. Uh, Very sad stuff uh, happening over there. Any updates, we'll bring them your way. And more Drew Garabo Live coming up next. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone.